What up, what up? Hello, hello, hello. What a big show we have today. I think it's worth the wait, to be honest. I, you know what? I'm with you. Listen, welcome to episode five of Cat Bites and Collard Greens. We've got Brooke and JC here. We have so much to talk about. This is going to be what I'd like to call a bombshell, breaking news, jam-packed <laughs> episode. You know, um, if you're not familiar, we are two newsies, two uh, hard news journalists who um, are really obsessed with all things that Bravo has to offer. Also, a little bit of Basketball Wives, things like that, a little 98 Fiance. Like, we get into a little bit of everything. Uh, today is a Bravo just showdown. There's Absolutely. been... So much good stuff going on. If you watch these shows, you get it. If you don't watch these shows, hopefully you'll get us. Either way, thanks for listening. Uh, Justin, take it away. Um, We had a very big start to my year <laughs> and the year I know of many other people, too. I'm talking about the premiere of season 11 of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We are two episodes deep right now. That's the Bravo New Year, by the way. That is the Bravo New Year. My, <laughs> my calendar just restarted. Uh, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot of um, heat in the press and from the blogs and uh-huh. from the message boards. Uh, people want more action. They want more drama. This is dry, they're saying. And I feel like I'm no one to judge. But as a storyteller, I can tell you all to eat it. Let's be very clear. We have turned a new chapter, right? Yes, we We know that Greg is battling stage three colon cancer. We know Eva is now holding a peach and is getting married. We know Cynthia is uh, back in the game. She says, again, she's found the one, this guy, Mike Hill. Uh, We know Kenya is out, and I don't care. Uh, we She's know back Portia. every Sunday on Instagram. Yeah, every Sunday night you'll catch her there. We got <laughs> Portia, and <laughs> people have called him uh, Big Jermaine Dupree, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who are getting their life started. And my point is, we're in a different space. Let's feel this out. Let's see where it goes. I will say, um, it was interesting watching this really emotional kind of like really long start with Nini and Greg and the cancer Mm -hmm. thing, the family downstairs. That was a lot. I think we realized from that, that Greg really is the glue in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of the women on the show, as well as obviously for Nini, but to have the sort of bitter with the sweet, you have Portia and big Jermaine uh, who are now, moving towards marriage we now know they're engaged Mm -hmm. um i'm still feeling him out uh portia seems into it she's bouncing around um ring shopping at the same place where cordell got her her ring uh brooke i'm not sure about you but i feel we're laying down the foundation for fireworks listen there's so much going on and it is like yes they are absolutely moving towards the chapel at a at a Usain Bolt uh speed um Mm. and there's just a lot going on there's a lot of confusion too because no one has met big Jermaine Dupree yeah but 
they're like about to get married. So, and you know, we always talk about on these shows oftentimes that, you know, when things don't make sense, the answer is usually we just don't see it all on the show. There's more to the story. And so this is kind of like, makes you feel like, like, are you guys really friends? (laughs) And you know, you know, on most of these shows, a lot of these women, you know, they're not friends, they're cast members. But after this many seasons, I think it's fair to it that like these people actually talk. Yes. Atlanta's much smaller than one would think. Um, they, you know, everyone hangs in the same circles, goes to the same events, hangs with the same people, the same celebrities that aren't on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised at how serious Portia and her man are. Also really happy for her because, and that's a whole other story, but also um, shocked that no one has met him. I don't know. That's, it's a well, it is cute to see Portia happy in a relationship that doesn't seem fake. Yes, yes. I, I, I do want to point out one thing, though. I think about how we talk about Atlanta being a small place, how it seems no one knows who she's with. But then you got right. Candy Ooh. and Mama Joyce's streets Listen. with things that she has heard. And she's struggling with how to tell Portia. And, you know, as fate would have it, of course, Candy would be the one with the cards. It wouldn't be Cynthia. It wouldn't be Eva this time. But, of course, it would be Candy, the only person on the cast with whom she has the biggest beef. Of course. And, of course, Candy can't hold it in. Uh, no, of no. Of course, who said that? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is how these same things happen back to back to back, and yes. everyone reacts the same way, and everyone does the same thing. So, like, this is reminiscent <laughs> of what Portia did to Cynthia, and also how inappropriate it was at that point in their relationship for Portia to do that to Cynthia and how Cynthia reacted and how Portia was like, well, what? And, uh, and then Eva the and Cynthia. Same thing. Eva, Eva the Diva was in there. Um, we did. We needed her to uh, get, get things going. We, we, and, you know, um, <laughs> you know, also great family set up with Eva and Candy and all that stuff. I'm going to say something um, re-Candy that I want her to take as a note. Okay. Um, I really don't need a lot of Riley right now. Really? Um, teen angst for Justin does not telegraph well. I think we learned this back in the OC with those wild curtain daughters and um, Gina's kids. Teenagers on TV in this format, on this show for some reason, just come off as seeming so aloof and so bitter and so sour all the time. Uh And as a viewer and as someone who's been a teen (laughs) and knows what that life is like, it's not the best life. Uh, It's it's like the phase Gia went through. She's this season finally out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, oh, I would just rather not see that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So also too to kind of fast forward a bit, we were in Miami supporting Nini as she was opening Swagalicious at the Royal Palm. And uh, Marlo was there. And, you know, whenever Marlo's in the room, I'm paying attention. 
let me tell you, listen, listen, I don't care if she's being mean, she's entertaining. If she's being funny, she's entertaining. If she's being silent and just making faces, she's entertaining. If she's being friendly, she is entertaining. Listen, I mean, a star is a star is a star, okay? Right. Every scene she was in, I was cracking up. From her taking over Portia's room to Portia wearing her clothes. Can we pause on that scene? Yes, we can. Um, When Portia started (laughs) twerking in that Versace outfit and Marlo threw her hands to God, (laughs) I screamed. (laughs) Oh, that ass gonna stretch out. (laughs) Dead. Dead. I like them getting along. It's funny. And you know what? I feel like, you know, I, maybe as a casting director, these are things you know. In a world where Kenya's on the show, I don't think that would have happened. But does Kenya really get along well with either of them? No, because here's why. I think so much of the attention would have been on Kenya. Uh, we wouldn't have gotten those because things. she demands it. Right. And Portia and Marla would not have the awareness to even go to the club that night right? with the, Big Jermaine and, the and same see what that could on. be. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so funny. Um, so, funny yeah, you know, um, I was kind of liking the, the sort of poking that Candy was doing about, like, don't get married fast, don't look thirsty. And then Portia went ahead and poked a hole right on in that which I thought was funny too. Uh, Brooke, the one takeaway I have from these first two episodes is, I think I also may have texted you this. I'm like, whoa, Portia has jumped Candy, has jumped Cynthia. This is going to be like the Nene Portia show. Yeah, that's what it's season. looking like. And it, it, from what I have seen in the previews, I think Shamari's a third leg. You think she's coming up? I think Shamari's coming in hot. I see. I'm with it. You know, I think um, Cynthia is Cynthia, and Cynthia has been Cynthia since the first season that Cynthia was on. But we don't need everybody else trying to be Cynthia. No. Um, (laughs) It works for Cynthia, because that's where we hold Cynthia dearest. Okay, but everyone else, I need you to do something. And you know what? I also say, too, if you were a true devotee, a true connoisseur, a true steward, of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, of Bravo, period. You know you can't watch these shows once and be done. You have to revisit the text. You have to look beyond the main action and see the full picture. Mm -hmm. I encourage people way back when Cynthia first started, watch her reactions to the Kim and Nene stuff. Okay. Listen to her comments. They are really funny. In the moment, not confessionals. Also, Cynthia gives by far the best listening face in reality TV, period. It's full attention. Eyes are focused. Um, She does the face work of Meghan Markle when she's in the moment. I feel like she sometimes does not give me what I want in confrontation, But then in preparation for our talk, I went back to the season of Housewives, maybe season seven, when Claudia was a housewife. It was the all-white reunion. Mm -hmm. 
and she told Phaedra to win the case. Listen. And I was like, you know what? Simple is always in style. This It's what works. That's the thing. Cynthia is Cynthia. She may not always give you what you want, you know, confrontation-wise, but she always gives you fashion. And yes. I don't mind it, okay? Right. Cynthia will and we don't have to like it, me. but she gives it to you. Okay, exactly. Anything extra is a bonus. Cynthia will always be in style for me. Can I? Can we double back just on Greg, what, what you were talking about? You're right. Greg is the glue. And speaking of going back, we all kind of follow that same Instagram page that posts really good throwback Thursday type clips. Of, oh, yeah. You know, arguably one of the greatest television shows ever. Um, of all time. Exactly. And Greg is the glue. And I think he is so, he's just so kind. And Nene kind of wrote a post saying like, you know, people don't, may not mess with me, but they love Greg. First of all, I mean, Nene, <laughs> we're obsessed with you. Okay. But. <laughs> we mess with both of you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> not only, we're all really obsessed with you both, but, but there, Greg is really loving. And I think that he has shown, like, he like takes the other women under his wing in a way that is so kind and he also has Nini's back without being messy and there's an art to that you know what I mean because Peter fails at that sometimes Todd fails at that but they always have their significant others backs but just right. sometimes it becomes you know there's like this insertion into the group that throws a lot of the other ladies off and Greg is able to just be this kindness and peace I don't know I just he is so mm -hmm. likable and we all, you know, we just want Greg. It's just really rough to see, you know, Greg in pain, Greg, you know, not feeling yeah. well and Nene struggling with that. It's just, it's sad for everybody. And like, obviously, like, I don't even know this man and I like him so much and I like their marriage. Yes. And, and you know what else I also said to you, I think for specifically people of color, um, when we see one of our people get sick uh -huh. and you see those like, physical changes yes that sort of like shift in the color of the skin um the, the where the weight tends to fall off the body and the face it's hard it's, it's triggering yeah we have seen that before and we know where that could go but we also know too that it could also be a complete 180 and they bounce back but it's that not knowing that's really hard to watch and see them suffering i agree um, I agree. I, I will say this. Um, yeah. A lot of haters out there saying it's the slow season. Ratings are down. They need Kenya. And to them, I say it's just two episodes in. Kenya needed the show. We thank her for her service. We she do. Never be forgotten. Ever. Um, Ever. She gave us a lot. She but now down she that has a baby season, okay? and she's 50 and she needs the time. Thank you. And she showed last season that she wanted the time. Right. And so, listen, I would not be upset with Kenya popping back up at all because I like Kenya on the show and I, I want to really like her as a cast member on the show. But the idea that Kenya is going to change the pace of the first two episodes is silly. That's not, it's not how it works literally ever except for the season after that blowout reunion. Right, it's, right. It's not, it's never how it happens. So um, it's always and, um, kind of a slow start and you respect it because you, you like the characters. We don't, yeah. it's not that we like the drama that they get into. We no. like Nini. She no. is funny. We um, like Marlo. We like Cynthia. We like Candy. Like, you know what I mean? So right. it's like, whatever. 
we also know too that there is nothing like Atlanta when they have fun. Um, that's like when they Atlanta shine. When they it is hilarious when they have their drama. That's good meat too. But we prefer the laughter, the light stuff. So I'll just say in closing, okay. um, just you know, in recent uh, weeks, uh, they've been doing the press rounds. Nene has his clothes that Kim Zolciak has reached out. They're in a good place. Um, the whole Greg thing, uh, proof of his strength, has kind of simmered things down. I'm going to say this, and I know it's a hot take. If there's ever a world in which Kim gets her entire mind right mm-hmm. and does a lot of self-work, perhaps enlists a professional psychotherapist to work through her journey I would like to see her in a very small friend role pop up on the show with a montage of their past stuff uh, for a full circle moment and then she can exit the room again Um, I also want to say too I think the true episode one of this season is going to be when Ronnie and Shamari DeVoe hit the screen that's your episode one call me after that um, see, the rough thing about having a podcast is that you can hear us. You can't see when I roll my eyes so hard. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. They lose positioning. Um, so no to Kim. No. Yes to what you said about Shamari and Ronnie DeVoe, because what? Yes. Right. I have watched the new edition story 30 times, and that's not even the real him. Okay? Yes. Yes. Any, yes. It's kind of how I feel about Eva coming and Candy coming. We were upset. Everybody was obsessed with season three of America's Next Top Model. Like, get out oh, of here. Yes. It, it is the, it's the best season that has ever existed. Eva and Hannah Banana tore it up. It was good TV. Eva is adorable. Like, yes, I was obsessed. I was up. Of course I have an alarm go off. Did you hear that? I, I heard uh, a bit of a silent pause. Okay, good. Sorry about that. Of course, I have an alarm. Uh, I also think, too, um, you know, I realize, you know, in this world, um, there are a lot of people who are not attuned to what reality TV has given our culture, who don't know Eva the Diva, who don't remember the hell that she put Anne through on that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, guys, just wait. Just wait, because I feel like when I saw that trailer and saw her and Marlo on that bus. Oh, you're ready for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. He ready. All right. Um, Oh, and the Instagram we were chatting out. I think it's just Real Housewives of Atlanta on Instagram. Is that it? Is that? I think. Well, there 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 are several accounts, but there's Um, one that we're always on. It's well, well, that account, the Real Housewives Atlanta account, is like the the T account, if you will. Yes. Um. And she does post some throwbacks. There's another account too, the name I forget, but if you, you know, are plugged in, you know, they post a lot of old stuff. Yeah. And you'll always see us in the comments because always. it's good stuff. Where I live. I'm on Team Candy. Okay. Right? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Do you, okay, never mind. I remember. That was a fail. You remember, you don't care. I remember. Well, again, eye rolling that you can't see. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, listen, we have a, we wanted to get through Atlanta, but just, this is going to be a long episode today because we got a lot to get to. So I just want to give you all, our listeners, the order that we're going in. If you just need to fast forward 
it's okay. I don't know why he need to do that, but okay. I can't see why you would, okay? But we're going married to medicine. We're going the OC. We've got a little Beverly Hills tea for you. Wrapping us up there. Um, so if you would like to skip around, you know, you know, take with that what you please. But let's get started on Married to Medicine because these past two episodes have been some of the greatest television that has ever been on Bravo, even though they moved them to Saturday nights. That's neither here nor there. But also we know that they just taped the reunion and we know that it is life-changing television. Yes. We have an insider source that has given us all this information that's going to come out on the reunion and... Not only information, might I add, but pictures that we are not yet at will to disclose. (laughs) Photo evidence, not speculation, a person in the room. Exactly. We have a lot going on. Um, Let's wrap up the past two episodes. So they're on this trip. They're on this couple's trip. Quad shows up. She's solo. There were a bunch of sweet moments. Obviously, Heavenly and Quad have bonded. Um, like a really tight bond. And it's really, I like it. I Listen, when Heavenly is at her best, she is funny to me. Yeah. And often she is just, she's funny. And she's she does come up, there is like a, a kindness to Heavenly that I like. And I, you know, I love Quad. And so they're getting along and it's really sweet. I, it warmed my heart when Heavenly gave Quad the bracelet. And it was really thoughtful because it was mm. this moment where I think everyone knew that Quad, who's going through a painful divorce, because all divorce is painful, you know, she's right. going to be sitting there as they're giving these gifts to their significant other. And, and she's going to, you know, that's a lot on anybody. I think they're expecting a lot from her. And so there's that. And then the end of the episode kind of starts basically what becomes the entire episode for the next one, this, this most recent one, the mm-hmm. fight. There's a fight that breaks out because Mariah is Mariah and Mariah is going to Mariah. And Heavenly is kind of defending Quad. Mariah doesn't like Heavenly. Heavenly, you know, repays that sentiment. And it starts an argument between the two of them. It rolls over into the next episode. At one point, Mariah literally breaks a glass like Shawshank Redemption style. Yes. And it was a turnoff for me, honestly. You know how I feel about like physical violence. It's gross. It, like, stop. Like, what? Oh, they've all seen Mariah swing before. Right. So. We're over it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get you anywhere. We need to see you the next season, bud. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Stop. And then tried to pretend that it was an accident. Like, we literally saw you break the, gl- like, what? What is like, the deal? Right. Also, it exposed a different side of Dr. Damon, Dr. Daddy. Mr. Damon, Mr. Daddy, Daddy, whatever you'd like to call him, that I appreciate. I think um, Heavenly is always the loud one, and he always kind of comes off, like, tired. He always comes off tired. (laughs) And distant. And distant. But I think that's just the dynamics of their different personalities, because, listen, he was That's what you think it is? Huh? That's what you think it is? That's what I think it is, because Aiden got a little kind of disrespectful and I get that Aiden was trying to defend his mother-in-law that's a whole other piece that I'll get into next because I don't think it needs much defending but um and it was almost kind of like aggressively coming at Damon to I don't know stop heavenly or shut heavenly up which is also disrespectful because there's this this idea that 
when you're married, you become less of an adult? Like, what? Mm. Can Aiden ever shut Mariah up? I literally see him trying to physically drag her out of confrontations. And she cares not one bit. So why would he be? It's just like almost like, like, just shut up. Like, let's let this happen. And I am not going to pretend at all that yo mama is just the most devastating, most defensive thing that anyone can ever. I'm just not going to do it. It's now. It's can I just corny. say as an angel's advocate here? Yes. Yeah. I do not believe. Yes. That yo mama has to be taken so personally, but in the art of war, word war, mm-hmm. when you declare your boundaries, they should be respected. And if someone is going to continue to push over that boundary. Um, you poke a bear, you get bit. So here's the thing. What happens when the bear bites? Because, like, oh, yeah, that is what happens. But like, mm-hmm. but like the bear in this situation is the bear Mariah or is the bear? The yeah. bear's Mariah. Okay, so the bear's not doing much biting. The poker is then biting. It's, it's getting, it's, you know, but also can you declare your boundaries as family and then consistently disrespect um, obvious boundaries of family? Because, Everyone else has kind of let the quad and Greg thing kind of go, except Mariah. And so I find that fascinating that family is off limits unless it's not hers. I'm talking specifically about mamas. I think if you have a spouse in this circle or you yourself are in the circle, put your armor on. But if I say to you, look, come at me left, right, come for my mother. You know, if I say also, that, and we agree on, I'm just, say, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and Heavenly has stupid. agreed to stop doing that several <laughs> times now on the record. Now you know what happens when Heavenly agrees to stop doing something. So, and, and what I'm telling you is, <laughs> if, if that's what I'm playing with, speaking as, again, your angel's okay. advocate, all right, I all can right, see all right. why. Heavenly is always getting it and why her husband may in turn start taking her legs too. That's all. Okay. Do you No one's right in this, by the way. No one I think no one is right. Like a statue. That was a new Damon that I hadn't seen. You know, I'm again, I'm also still kind of gay to know Damon. Okay. 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 I feel (laughs) like I got to know Damon that episode, but listen. So it all comes down to, um, so, you know, we've got that fight. Here's the thing. This is, these are my thoughts on that. Um, like I said, I don't think Aiden can really expect Damon to control Heavenly. It's kind of offensive to almost ask, but I get it, you know, whatever. Um, but Mariah doesn't take responsibility for anything and I'm over it. I like rolled my eyes when she said the glass accidentally broke as she was sitting Mm. there holding it like a shank, um, the day before I'm over it. Um, Contessa and the hit me on purpose thing I'm over it like I and I like Contessa you know I like Contessa I like her family scenes I love her relationship with her husband right Toy did not hit her on purpose I, like are, are you sure <laughs> stop it yes I am and I'm team Contessa in this argument so what I, yeah I am I think Toya was being so nasty about their but do, do you really think that Toya would purposely hit her in the chest? No, I don't at all. I'm saying I'm teaching and, and, and do you in think it's a little, argument. it's a little immature to put that out there that you even think that? Yes, I do. I, I, that's I, I'm said I'm team contest in their overall argument because it kind of started with Toya being kind of a jerk, but 
when it comes to Contessa actually claiming that Toya hit her on purpose, I think it's corny. It's, it was like grasping for straws. Like it was so, it was corny. I, I It was just corny. It was corny. It, it, oh God, it was corny. And I can tell it because she was really upset and I think she was in pain and I think there was just like frustrations. And you know how like your mind gets when you just don't feel good? Mm-hmm. And so I think all of that came out and you almost like get kind of whiny, venty, like just like you just, you can't like, you turn into a toddler, like when you're in pain, when you're not feeling well and you're really trying to, and then something happens. But it was, no, I, nobody thinks that Toya hit her on purpose. And it was, it was just kind of corny to say that. It, I mean, like, stop, Contessa, come on. And then we were dragging it on a whole other episode. And it was, <laughs> it was a lot, like, come on. And then that weird moment where um, Simone was basically saying, like, stop saying you had surgery. I, you know, that's the point when I realized that there are, MTV's The Challenge levels of alcohol rolling Listen. these shoots too. Wow. You saw what I saw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> now, I, I thought for a second, you know, um, let's put ourselves in the shoes of these doctors, right? Okay. Who are in high stress environments constantly. They are on call they are at work they have families they have issues they have lives so that when they find themselves on these vacations without the kids kind of out with people who understand their lives they probably go way hard on everything and maybe that's where we found ourselves on that boat that day i'm with that i think that's where we found ourselves that day. I think that's where we found ourselves at dinner when um, <laughs> Toya was randomly crying. I think. Ah! Birth control. <laughs> right. Birth control and wine. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. A, a vacation is hard. A I vacation mean. is hard. Okay. I knew that. Come on. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> you know, I think that's where I think that we have the bachelor levels, pre-situation <laughs> levels of alcohol rolling around I think um that's just what I think uh before we get into the reunion because I just wanted to kind of like catch us up I thought this was an acute not cute it was just like a good poignant moment I thought when um they're sitting at the table Mariah and Aiden are just being ridiculous like just ridiculous yes and Eugene couldn't handle it right points out their shady private not so private like trying with all of their might to be obvious and nasty conversation i literally almost like jumped up and started clapping i was like laying in the bed watching this and um it was like good call them out that's the problem i think mariah doesn't get called out as much because she oftentimes is going against somebody that's already getting on somebody else's nerves do you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. you don't you don't want it. You like that she's getting going at him. So you don't want to say, hey, that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I'll, just this, uh, these past two episodes, Mariah has just been absolutely ridiculous to me. I just, I don't know. I think she's kind of like bashing quad. Um, but then they've all, you know, just like they have this like magical, hidden, historical, strong relationship. 
from you know years ago but it's like how long has married to medicine been on what are we talking like six years now what are we six years we're yeah. talking wow. six years so you guys have such a strong relationship but for the past six years you have been in no way a friend so it's almost like i need you to let go of that history and then maybe you'll take responsibility for where your relationship stands now but um i mean I, you know, what i think um our source um you perhaps knew a lot more than I did, but when I got the initial intel, when the source was revealing, <laughs> and then I had to take a break and come back and re-review the reporting did and you? take another break and come back and read it again, the off-camera Let's stuff. get into it. Let's get into it. We've got Ooh. some teasers for the reunion. Let's get into it. Um, I mean, there are literally there are domestic violence, abuse accusations. There are cheating with in-laws accusations. Drug. There are, you know, teeth cleaning ability. Accu- I mean, there are malpractice accusations. There is so much going on. What we do know is there are clearly drawn lines. We have Heavenly Contessa and quad versus Simone, Mariah. And then there's Toya and Jackie, like by default on that side, you know, Jackie doesn't really say anything when it comes to fights. Like she's always team candy. And um, <laughs> Toya will really just go at everybody. But Toya, <laughs> I Toya think is the Ashley from Potomac of this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you You just go in the club and spray bullets. Like, you, just have a target. <laughs> you just open that the door and Toya. shoot. She just goes in the club and sprays bullets and tears. Yeah. <laughs> and cries about it. Yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, you know, I want to, you know, I don't want to divulge too much. Obviously, no, no. We don't even know the legality of what. Can I just say? Yes. I, I don't want to dive into names and accusations. Okay. But I will I feel more than free telling our devoted listener base uh-huh. how this news made me feel. Okay. Go with that. <laughs> Which Let's no one that. owns the rights to. Go um, with that. Reading over this information mm-hmm. and having watched this show for years. I always came away with it with so many questions like, okay, so I thought we had resolved this issue. I thought you guys weren't talking. I thought you didn't know each other. Now I kind of see more of why there is so much tension and why things are never resolved uh-huh. because we're thinking the resolution will be of things happening on the show when what's really going on is all the stuff years in the making that is coming up through other things you you see what i'm saying like i think we could say for example um what appears to be like just unresolvable beef between a doctor's wife and a doctor is not because of the um the dig that one keeps taking against the other i think it's about perhaps something much more serious against that doctor's career that someone close to that doctor's wife is alleging about that doctor. Uh-huh. I'm with that. I, listen. Things like that. 
I, I will say this. There are some serious, serious accusations that are levied on during this taping. Some serious accusations that um, aren't new to insiders, but there are some oh, all very right. serious accusations. But, um, and, you know, there's confusion as to what was denied, what was accepted, but how a group of ladies handle that accusation. I, we, I again, we don't know, like, what's going to come out, what's going to be said, but from my understanding, I think it would disappoint a lot of people. Well, also, too, I to think, say? yes, the viewers will also be disappointed in how the the men of the show seem to uh, take cover around someone accused of some very serious mm-hmm. serious physical abuse and domestic violence allegations shocking to me in this day and age shocking. that that happened that yeah. way um, there, and what you know- I hope does not happen is that the edit is tweaked in a way that kind of makes it seem like it wasn't what it was right that would make me very upset there i mean there 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 was a lot that went down in this taping and i'm fascinated to find out what actually um airs like oh yeah I said, like we're not super comfortable like saying names or just with some there were some serious al- allegations that were levied and also what's interesting about this episode um about this taping there were a lot there was a lot of backup there and i'm not sure mm-hmm. how they were involved, but it seems people brought people to kind of back up stories. Um, and so that's gonna be names. Yeah. That's and, and also not only yeah. brought people there for backup, but also brought people there for backup who, again, were witnesses to or parties to this long standing off camera Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on that is, it, it's a, it's interesting. Just to I say, think what we can say is, what can we say? You will do yourself a favor. If you care about this show, care about reality TV, care about black reality TV, you cannot miss this. I agree. <laughs> you can't. Can. This needs to be watched in, live. Deal with the commercial breaks. And the Library this, of Congress <laughs> should be... <laughs> petitioning for the raw <laughs> this is important work that i think this is going to be a shocking episode i think this reunion is going to rival um atlanta housewives reunions oh, oh i think so too yeah and you know what they better after this put them on sunday nights where they belong yeah and i don't understand I, the, i'm going to say this the switch every season i know and a lot of people um for some reason, are trying to really go hard for Potomac. I'm going to say this, and it's my truth, and I know I'm not wrong. The show's not that good. It's not that good. I won't venture to say that Married to Medicine proved itself by this point by leaps and bounds three seasons in. Guys, it's not going to get much better than this. I agree. Stop celebrating mediocrity. You have greatness. I agree. Potomac reminds me of the Kardashians in a way that, um, but for different reasons they do this, but it just seems like a lot of scripted plots. And, and you know what? It's and scripted and it's like not 
aspirational. No, those like women have nothing you can't go out and get. Hello. Listen, okay. The fan. That was whew, that's a lot. Uh, Justin, what's going on with the JC? What's going on with Jersey? Uh well, <laughs> uh Jersey. I'm not sure uh, who watches this anymore. Are you watching at all? Yeah. Uh, I will say this. As a person who's very ethnic in my temperament, <laughs> um, this show drives me to tears like no other show ever because the family stuff is so real. Yeah. And each season, I think, you know what? This is a season that Joe Gorga is not going to get a confessional. And then he pops up. First off, Joe should be a housewife. Whole other story. Give him uh, a peach, please. <laughs> yeah. Give, give him, him peach. whatever they do in Jersey, because he is critical to this show. And um, I feel like Teresa has done so much over the years that is not to be celebrated. But there is something so human and flawed about her that there is no one else on this show that it could be centered around. Um. We come back into this season. Margaret is back. Mm-hmm. Teresa is back. Dolores is back. Melissa's back. Um, we have some new slots open. And there's one named Jackie, who I think is blonde, and another who's Turkish, who we just met this episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's got like five kids, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. From five to 13. Yes. And you know mm-hmm. what? I do not know her name. I do not want you to tell me her name. I want to be so moved by her presence on the show that I don't forget her name. I, she's it's brand she's new. And I'm not there yet. So, Did you um, hear that? what's that? She's giving me Amber vibes. Ooh, ooh. like eh. yeah, kind of take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, her husband uh, is also Turkish. I uh, want to say they have a very traditional. Uh, Turkish marriage that works for them. There are a lot of things I've seen just in one episode involving them that may uh, rub the modern American man or woman or non-binary the wrong way, but it's their household. It works for them. Let's not judge. He's a plastic surgeon. She's happy with it. Fine. However, um, this season, Jersey makes mistakes I feel in their storytelling where they try to get you really also involved in the side characters of the main characters. Yes. And Marge Singer does not work for me. I do not want to see an elder get a facelift. Unless we're in Miami. Unless I'm in Miami and (laughs) it's a whole different thing. But there's a very, very weird thing with Marge senior and margaret her daughter uh they both have the same name their mother and daughter though one is clearly older they look a lot alike they act a lot alike and for me on this show i don't need that right now i just think Um, we're doing we're overdoing margaret for like for some weird it's not working for me i i feel like maybe the producers are putting a lot of pressure on her i don't know but i i feel like we're doing a lot like we started the episode like with Margaret in this like naked wake up scene and this like full face of makeup and like and a shower scene too and I, I didn't and I don't you know I don't mind it it just was it just seemed forced you know what 
I will say, and I'm, I'm not sure what the decision making is behind this show and, and the directions they go in. Yeah. But I would swap Margaret with Danielle. I think Danielle should be the housewife and Margaret should be the friend. Yeah, but there's something going on there behind the scenes that because that's the it's like the most obvious decision ever. Right. Right. Um, so Danielle, I don't episode that. two came in hot. Oh, before we before we skip over episode one, though, I okay. I just have to say. Um, when we were talking about kids, I do think like some of the kids on the show, they, they do need a break. And I almost like, I feel bad for them when they get that certain like teen age, yeah. it's like stuff they're going to look back at and not like, they obviously mm-hmm. don't want to be there. Right. We were kind of talking about Riley and we like the kids. I think the kids are a cool part of the show. Yes. Yes. You know, like we saw it with, we're seeing it with Riley. We saw it with Gia. We saw it with, uh, Colton and what was his name? You know, you know what I'm talking about in the OC? Uh, Michael. Gina's Vicky's kids. Son? Gina's kid. Oh yeah, we Shane and Michael exactly. and the girl. And it's just like kind of like oh, I feel bad. Like give them a break. They're not going to want to be a part of this. But you know who I never want to get a break from, ever? Melania. Listen, the I, only I, Melania I recognize. Thank you, Melania Judice. I mean, she just <laughs> is just the most likable television kid. I think has. The, I mean, she is. I can't like. I can't even get the words out. I like this kid so freaking much. When she was. A kid, and she was wiling out. It was hilarious when she got a little bit older, and she, you know, she obviously like, you know, like really like took her mom's absence. Like, you know, it was really, really hard on her. It was hard on you know all of them. But we just got to see a side of her. Like, I just got the chills thinking about it. That just was so heartwarming. And we saw her bonding with her daddy, and um, we see her with her grandfather and oh. with her. I mean, she is magic. And now we see her with these long nails and this blue hair. And Love I it. am here for it all. <laughs> Teresa, thank you for letting her explore and yes. find herself. And she is just magic. And I just, I can't, like, I can't. I just love Melania. <laughs> I, and you know what? And if any, I feel like if any show, if any people on this show could do a spinoff and have my attention, it would be like the Gorgas where you have like Teresa and her, her unit and Joe and Melissa and their kids and just their whole dynamic could be explored on the show alone. And you could antagonize them with um, Kathy and um, her sister, Rosie like that. That could be a soap opera for real for real kids. All of them, great whole kids, family, they great issues, great kids. Yes, it's relatable, and I'll it say is. this too. Um, oh, it, I love those kids. It fascinates me the way Teresa's family is just such untapped good television, and I'm sure when she stepped in this, she had no idea. Um, <laughs> Gia went through a phase too. It was like, girl, she didn't want to be there, and you, hit you, the you feel bad for them, like because it's but like, Gia, yeah, at this Easter dinner with Joe. And Melissa, I was like, this one, she, hey, she can ride. And then Melissa messed up, in my opinion, where she was like, she's your niece. Why are you talking to her or whatever? And I know Teresa is in namaste and not drinking and trying to shred for her. Uh, <laughs> she's trying to shred. Her pose down. <laughs> but I was in my house. <laughs> ready to shut Melissa down. How dare you talk to that child like that? She's the blood. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And she's also 17. And I do think there is a space where it's like, stay out of grown folks' business. 
but they weren't talking about like a marriage they weren't talking about adult things they were talking about something that even a 17 year old you know should know and I I don't I can't I can't get with it I've been really busy I can't get with like two weeks of living in the same town and not even calling nobody in that house nobody in that house not Melissa not Joe not the kids, nobody calling. Bring the kids over. Right, like, just what are something. you talking about? I can't get with, like, just pick up the phone on the way home early in the morning. I can't get with that, especially when you know that your sister has taken on him actually living with her. Right. I can't, I can't, and I'm sure he's a huge help to Teresa. You know, they're, they're helping each other, but she did still have, you know, her elderly father living with her, and as much as that's a help, that's also not a burden, but that's also, you know, that's also extra work. You know, it's, it's a extra challenge, person. yeah. And um, I just think I, I couldn't get with Joey. And I'm literally always team Joey in all of this. In everything in the history of, like, all of their fights, I'm just team Joey. He's just the one that makes the most sense. Um, but I was like, I don't even understand that. And everybody is saying to him, hey, basically, it is, you, you cannot go two weeks without just picking up the phone and just saying hi to him. And and he was like getting angry, like I have to work. I, I crazy. Just, I was like, I I don't understand this. This is a weird but, moment where, and I think it comes back to like Teresa's history, to where it's so easy to just say Teresa's in the wrong or Teresa jumps quick. Yeah, Teresa's inappropriate, and so then you don't like take in what she's saying because she is mm-hmm. often, you know, off the wall. But this was, I mean, watching this, I was just like, I don't think there's an excuse. She's. She's off the wall, but I think because Teresa is a person who is all heart. And I think when you are so vested in your emotions, things don't always come out the right way or the best way. But I think the intentions are well placed. I want to back up a bit back via gate um, with Melissa. Okay. Again. I'm not changing on this. Mm-hmm. Gia is the blood. She is spending more time with her grandfather than his son is spending with him. And I think in matters involving um, her grandfather as the oldest grandchild, who is also acting as a caregiver herself, mm-hmm. she has every right to voice to her uncle who what's is also going her on. surrogate father. About, yeah, about their patriarch. So Melissa... Keep busting those plates, and not, you can hash it out like the ride home. Father, but I mean, like pseudo father, like he is a father figure to her. Her uncle has been absolutely, so, and I just yeah, felt like Melissa, Melissa. This is why Teresa has to come for your neck because you're in the wrong. Yeah, she you're is. in the wrong. Just saying. Also, um, kind of, uh, I want to touch on Dolores a bit too. Um. Dolores is someone maybe you you knew or didn't know they wanted for season one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, but the timing wasn't right or whatever. And so finally her kids were old enough and she was, you know, had her space with Frank and now she's on. I like Dolores. Me too. I think where Dolores suffers for me as a character is if she were there season one, I'd be more into what she's doing and stuff but i don't care about flipping houses i have a a person who's an expert who does that very well thank you very much mr i also yeah i also 
don't really know if there's not much more there besides your beef with Danielle. It seems the friendship with Margaret is a storyline. I hope it works out for you, but she has got to figure out something to keep her around because what I'm seeing right now, again, is a glorified friend, a spot that Danielle could have. It's like her only storyline too so far, Danielle, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like palatable one. I, I didn't, I forgot. I don't, I think I missed that scene in the reunion where they were asking if Frank got disbarred. And she oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that because I was watching the first episode and was like, wait, what? Frank was a lawyer? How did I, I not know that this whole time? I, I, not just a gym owner? Yeah, I had, I, I, <laughs> I have nothing. I was like, oh, wow. I, okay. I did, I had no idea. Um, so Siggy's not back, right? No, and that's fine. Great. And that we are, Thank you. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's and Melissa's, fine. Melissa Ng, she had her uh, 39th birthday party where Jackie got introduced to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where um, I think Dolores invited Margaret to her axe throwing event. You know, axe throwing is a big thing right now, the mm-hmm. new April yoga. Um, so they're doing that. And in episode two, we have. Uh, Dolores, rather, excuse me, Margaret, saying to Danielle that she was invited, she's going to go, and Danielle blows up. Of course, she and um, Dolores have long-standing beef. Listen. Um, And, you know, again, it would be so much more connected for me as a viewer if I saw Dolores riding this train like eight years ago. But, you know, here we are. Uh, also, too, is Danielle Italian? I don't know. You I know, mean, I'm not good at this. You know, I still think Melissa and Dolores are black, so I don't oh, know. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I don't know. Yo, I, again, I say, if you were to drop Dolores in Atlanta or Potomac, you wouldn't even. I you mean, wouldn't know. And that's not an insult. <laughs> no. At we're all. Black. What? No. No. <laughs> Excuse me. That's. We think that highly of you. Um, right. <laughs> so I think Jersey, the streets say this should be a good season. I see good bones. We'll see where it's. You did. Oh, one thing, thing. Before you. It sounds like you were wrapping it up. One thing. I am. <laughs> oh, okay. So Margaret has some serious patience. Can I just say that though? Because we Go weren't ahead. giving her a hard time for like her things being a little scripted looking, but she has some serious patience because. Danielle was going in and was crossing every line that came oh, yeah. her way. Like, she was like, what are you having in common? Cheating? You cheated on your oh, husband? Yeah. She got cheated on? And I was like, what? But do you know how I liked her uh, return on that was, I only Whatever. go hard on people that I care about, that I love. And I was like, girl, sit down. Okay, you what you're doing is turning a situation into somebody not caring about you. I was, okay, like, you were... I was like, ma'am, ma'am, you are still gaslighting. Okay, and where was all this energy season one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Margaret was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's like, Danielle. This is the type of man I like to date. Somebody who acts like Margaret, okay? <laughs> <laughs> No matter what she does, though, we will never forget the table flip. And never. How, like, know. where was that same energy when they were reading books about you, girl? 
when they dropped that book on that table, history, again, Library yes. of Congress, yes. preserved really? for the culture, the generations. Was it uh, Caroline who was like, I said it? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, dun, dun. I remember where I was, who I was with when we watched that. It was, yeah. it's funny too, just a quick digression here. Yeah. Um, I remember that scene as being critical for me in watching Jersey, just the way I had a roommate in Atlanta, rather from Atlanta too, in New York. And she was much older than me, but we had mutual friends. Uh-huh. So she was like, just so you know, I'm having an Atlanta Housewives watch party. I watch that. <laughs> and I remember it was like 12 of us, like men, women, whatever, mostly from Atlanta. And it ended and we were like, I don't know if I love it or if I hate it, but I do know I'm not going to stop watching. Ever. Okay. <laughs> right. That was kind of the same way it was My with Jersey was and that scene. Yeah. Nini's wasn't. I was in for <laughs> Okay, listen. <laughs> Baram Jap, I was there. This, I was just like, okay. okay I also I'm loved how they all said fabulous and not fabulous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love, there has never, okay, so there is usually, nowadays though, when people shoot these new shows, they are trying to, because we're in this new glam phase, like with social media, people are already there in their personal lives, right? Right. And But there is still a slight shift from first season to second season uh-huh. when it comes to hair and makeup and clothes and things like that, right? And I think that it really just comes from not even necessarily money, but just seeing yourself. Yeah. Um, and getting no. But there has never been a more drastic change than season one Atlanta Housewives to season two. Let me tell you, these were new people that came back, okay? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. New people. All right, you ready to, uh, should we move on to Dallas? Because I am team DeAndre. I need to tell you why. Please, state your case. I'm team, I'm team <laughs> DeAndre. 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 Yes, it's like Brandy and DeAndre. I have so, listen, I, and I think what's different for me is if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that unlike J- JC, I. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I um have only started watching Dallas this season. I attempted uh, the first season. I didn't like it. Like two episodes in, I didn't like it. And I'm from Oklahoma and I lived in Dallas. I love Dallas. Um, I think maybe there was just no black people, like literally anywhere in sight, which was like a little bit of a turnoff for me. And I just didn't, I wasn't into it. It just was like this different aspect of Dallas that I had never even heard about. And um, so I wasn't into it. It wasn't entertaining. I did not watch it. And so now I'm here. What season is this? Uh, three. Three. Okay. So I'm here. I am into it. I, when I go to the recordings um, the next day, because I don't watch them, I'm always like, too busy to watch them that night. But when I go to the recordings the next day, I've been clicking on um, Dallas before Jersey. And I'm a longtime Jersey fan, so that's how much I am into this season of Dallas. So, but also, so keep that in mind when I am obsessed with Brandy, but I think because Brandy's doing really good this season, I don't wow. know her before. And I think you know her before. Yes. And so you're starting with that, and I'm starting fresh. And so I, I Brandy's my favorite. Ooh, it's like what? Stephanie is just kind of just amazing. 
But I really like Brandy. I, I can't, I don't know. Bro. Sorry, I really like Brandy. I know, I know, but I really like Brandy. So listen, we've got two episodes to talk about. So I am, um, I, I think they're on this trip. We're just kind of starting with this trip. They're on this trip. They're in um, Copenhagen. And, right? They're in Copenhagen? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think what, and, and I think that I, I was vindicated in like what, what what I thought was happening here because it kind of sort of got cleared up by the end of these two episodes of this trip. Okay. So I think that Cam and Leanne are kind of like joining forces to kind of team up on Deandra. And the real fight is Deandra and Leanne. I don't think Cam really cared, but I think she's just so, you know, Leanne because she just doesn't see it for the other girls like that. They're not her style. So she's just kind of riding with Leanne and kind of being her backup almost and then it's causing like extra stuff so when they were at that dinner table and Deandra called out Cam there was rights and wrongs there I think that Cameron is condescending and not so nice all the time right and what her and her mother-in-law did at that brunch thing was it was kind of off-putting and it would have hurt my feelings as well and I think that she didn't, it's not offensive to say, hey, you guys hurt my feelings. And Cam is uh, really good with words in a way that she'll change the whole narrative. And then you guys are talking about that and apologizing for that. And that's not what happened. So it became just like with the, uh, uh, like, uh, bash a baby thing. That's not what was happening. But she was bashing Brandy's decision to adopt a baby. She was kind of bashing that. I she think she was bashing keeping it a secret. You're right, she, but she was bashing like how Brandy handled it, and there, I think Stephanie was right in the fact that this is just the, inappropriate. Yeah, like, and then it became I'm not bashing a baby. Nobody's. I would that. not bash an adopted baby. I would not bash a baby. <laughs> like what? Nobody said that. And so with this, it was. I think I watched that brunch, and that would have hurt anybody's feelings. It was. It was just too much because, like, if. I sat there with my parent, my parental figure, and we're going in on how you need to be a better person and you're ruining your, that's a lot. And it would have hurt anybody's feelings. And so she says to her friend later, she did not say anything to the mother-in-law, which I thought was kind and appropriate. But when her friend is solo, she's like, hey, y'all hurt my feelings. And then it becomes to Cameron, instead of being like, you know, I didn't mean to, but I'm sorry about that. Like, I just care about you. It became, I would not ever maliciously behave like that. I would not ever intentionally hurt somebody. You think my mother-in-law is trying to hurt you? That's not what, that's not what was said. That's not what happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that that would be offensive if that's what was said. It wasn't. Um, so what's happening here? And then that goes on and on and on. So I did think Deandra was right to kind of stick by it. Like, yeah, listen, you guys hurt my feelings. We're friends and I'm telling you that. I don't understand why it hurt your feelings that I'm telling you that you guys hurt my feelings. And I felt like you crossed the line, but okay. And then she called out Cameron for being condescending. And then there's the other side of it where Deandra is not being great either. Yes. Cameron has, you know, she has a part tip. She, she's in the right there. But um, I'm not gonna play. I'm not I, like I'm not with the whole like um, Cameron did do no wrong because I'm not totally with that. Also, Brandy's get drunk prank was um odd. A cry for help, yes. 
<laughs> Wait, what are you before we go? What are your thoughts so far? Just uh, on that. Side. My thoughts this season, I, I've kind of realigned who I uh, support in all this. Um, and again, like these shows okay. at this point, you're wasting your time hating anyone because it's not sure. serious. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But, yeah. Um, my position is, I think Deandra um, is self-destructive. Um, and I think that she doesn't realize how she enables bad things to happen in her own life. Um, in her dis- okay. Um, some would say beginning a friendship with Leanne could be that, but I don't believe that. But I do believe that's where I stand. This engagement with Brandy <laughs> is dangerous, and here is why. Um, Brandy is someone who likes to present herself as a victim no matter what. And I can't think of a single time where Mm -hmm. she has taken ownership of wrongdoing without being prompted, with it being sincere. It's always, you know, like um, Leanne has said this to me and whatever. And, you know, I gave her a chance and she hit me back or whatever. But it's like, we all watch the same show. We know what you've said. You both get your digs in too. Um, also, with the getting drunk so Leanne can call me an alcoholic sounds like a plan of an alcoholic. And when you said that you were drinking wine to numb the pain of your marriage being bad, it's like, okay, so we You're turn right. to what, the bottle right. for comfort. I am not in a position to call you an alcoholic but I can say, based on what you have said and what you have done, that you overserve yourself quite a bit. Right. Like, it's not a good defense that you're putting up, at the very least. Absolutely. It's not a good defense. Is it appropriate, regardless, for Leanne to say it? No. Is Leanne saying it out of actual care, or is she saying it because she wants to mess with Deandra? It's option B. And, and I also think, too, that Leanne is not wrong in warning Deandra about what being around someone like Brandy and you can be friends with her. Don't get me wrong, but you are not Brandy, you know, but um, she's not warning her. She's jealous. Well, there, come on. Brooke, Brooke, there is Brooke, jealousy. Brooke, hold on though. Okay. A broken clock is wrong. Rather right. Twice a day. Okay. I'm not saying Leanne's okay. entire take on their friendship is the right take. But I am saying you are dumb to show up with that one drunk at any event that's not on camera for this show. Where I'm your name saying... and reputation are, are being, you know, looked upon. Brandy's not your, your date. She's not. Not in that condition. <laughs> I'm just saying her, Leanne's intentions are rotten. And I think I... that intent does matter sometimes. So... Deandra's intent in seizing upon a date for Leanne's wedding because they live separate lives. That's malicious too. It was. It was inappropriate. And I listen, I was like, that's when I was like, wait, are they friends? You remember? I feel like I called you. Like, or, or were we talking about it on the podcast? So I was like, wait a minute, is this a friendship? Because this is completely out of line. Right. This is, and I think at least this season, that's where this all started. And I wonder. If these two have just been frenemies who happen to have a lot of fun. Who are, because listen, when you're rich, it's easy to enjoy people that you don't really like. Right, right. And 
it, 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 you know what I'm saying? It is. It is. It, it, it is easy to enjoy people that you don't really like when you have a lot of money because you guys are doing a lot of stuff. You're buying a lot of stuff. You're hanging out. You're going a lot of places. But I haven't, at least this season, haven't seen like two people who like each other or who behave like they actually care about each other. That's just, I'm not saying I've seen two people who hate each other and who want the worst for each other, but I haven't seen two friends. Let me tell you, if we treated each other like that, it, I, we, we wouldn't talk as much. There would not be a lot to talk about, yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be anything to talk about. <laughs> we both um, have had a friend that did behave oh. like that, but that's not, okay, so. Um... Right. <laughs> did you catch Had? <laughs> we don't film together anymore, yeah. All right, exactly. Um, so, I yeah, right. So I I do, I think that, and you just reminded me. I do think that Leanne's intentions with everything that has involved Deandra this these recent parts of the season have been rotten. She just happens to have been right a lot. Yes, but I also think Deandra is not a just a victim in their friendship because I don't think either of them have treated each other like friends. Absolutely. I just think exactly one my point. happens to hit back harder. But what happens is nobody says, hey, this hurt my feelings. Um, why would you do that? What happens is somebody says something, then the other person says something back harder, then the other person says something, then the other person, then they have this conversation about this hurt my feelings. Like, it's like, whoa, let's, maybe you guys should just take a break. I Like, I, this most recent episode was basically a bunch of dramatic makeups and I'm not talking about their getting ready in the morning scenes, uh -oh. um, which are really entertaining for me and fun because Brandy is crazy and um, Carrie does her makeup in the bed. It's just, it's really entertaining for me just to see them kind of like solo <laughs> on vacation. Like, it's funny. It's entertaining. They're entertaining. It, it, but um, a lot of dramatic makeup. I did like that. And, and Cameron and Deandra made up really quickly, really easily, because like I said, it was never really that much beef anyway. Nobody just wanted to take responsibility for their behavior, period. They, they don't hate each other. They like each other. They want to be friends. They don't, they're not really hurt by each other. They don't really care. It happened way too easily, right? But this kind of encouragement to bring Deandra and Leanne back together into a toxic friendship. I just think that's a good idea. <laughs> I feel like everybody should like be encouraging like just like people to be cordial and nice, not like uh, it just I was like I don't know if this is the best thing to encourage if either friend if uh, like you guys should make up, you love each other because I'm like are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? It reminds me of first season Quad and Mariah. Mm. Where it's like, oh my goodness, this is not a friendship. That one was a little more one-sided, I think, than um, this is. This is very, like, two people who just don't seem to like each other. Well. But it was, I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I think there's, there has to be a word, um, and maybe it's colleague. But there are, you know, actually, um, the Holy Bible of reality TV talked about this <laughs> at one point. Which is? R-H-O-A. Um, oh, Okay. I, this is really funny because I want to make sure I get this right. I, it's sad that I even know this, but there's I'm a so scene excited. on season two of Atlanta where Candy and Sheree go out for like desserts, like at a bakery or something. Uh -huh. And um, Sheree is breaking down for Candy, like what, what you do with a Nini. And she's like, you know, um, Nini is 
not someone that you like, you know, confide in or tell your secrets to. She's the girl you pop a bottle with and sit back and, you know, <laughs> like go out with. And right. Like, again, the broken clock. I feel like this show has a lot of people who function best at that level. Like, let's go out, dance on a bar like my, my white queens like to do on these shows mm-hmm. um, and get super drunk. Um, but you are not someone who needs to know about my dress fitting, about my marriage, about me and your kid, anything like that. But we are cool to hang out. And I think that's what Quad and Mariah had. That's what um, Leanne and Deandra probably had, too. And I think we're about to find out that's what Stephanie and Brandy really have. Oh, no, don't go there. Here's, here's the thing. No, no, not. No, no. You can't. I would don't tell me to go now. I'm, okay? I'm serious. I'm, I'm telling you. I, Stephanie's no, getting I think, woke. No, I think Brandy. And, and here's the thing. I think Brandy hurt Stephanie's feelings when she said that Leanne was only like chum- like chumming up to her to hurt Brandy. But it was true. And you know it was true. And Not all I'm... true things need to be said because sometimes you have to like take into account your friend. But however, it was true. However, I think you have to understand Brandy is a silent manipulator she likes to pull things under the table she's not going to hit you where you can see her like she likes to pull the strings behind the scenes but i think she really loves stephanie loves to manipulate her no, absolutely uh, i i okay i don't know okay okay but i'm telling speaking you of stephanie there were two high points for first of all stephanie is just a high point in general but there were two super high points for me. Stephanie listens like to beefs better than anybody on any of these shows. It rivals Cynthia. Oh um, yeah, she has really good listening faces. She yeah. does. Carrie is the absolute worst. Because, I, I have a take on Carrie. Continue. So Carrie is like a chameleon. It doesn't matter what's blatantly right or wrong or what she agrees with. She's going to agree with the group. So when, um. Leanne is saying alcoholic and she knows that bothers her. And she's going to be in her confession. Like, Ooh, she's going to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm so sorry. You had to see that. You're right. Uh-huh. Like, I, and, and where else Stephanie would be like, well, that's not nice. <laughs> right. Like in the moment. <laughs> right. That's not nice. Well, that's not nice. Or when it's just not her business. She would just straight face and just listen. Well, she was in tell no the truth mode. That no was so weird. Huh? I'm just going to tell the truth to everyone. I'm like, no, no, you are carrying bones. Um, you are carrying bones and you are inserting yourself into all of it and giving opinions that, like, no, yeah, no. And she, Carrie is trying to be like the I'm too smart for this kind of role that Carol Radziwill tried to play. And then uh-huh. in the end, she got played. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not on this show because you're a genius. <laughs> okay? So um, the the gag here is you are only here this season to get us to Copenhagen. Like, otherwise, you serve no real purpose on this show. Zero. You are not missed. And I don't care. I don't think Carrie is enough eye candy like Cynthia 
to like capture my attention without words on camera. She's not funny. She's not insightful. She's not a peacemaker. She's not a diplomat on the show. Like she is just kind of there. And I think I don't want to see her next season. Um, one more thing though. Um, <laughs> Tell me how you feel. I want to nice. dive into Cameron a bit more. And Okay, but wait, wait, go back to Carrie really quick. Sure. I I Carrie bothers me with the way like some of the things she says more than the people who actually say the horrible things. Because it's like Leanne like says mean things because of anger and you know why she's angry. That's not an excuse. But Carrie's just saying it because she happens to be in the room or like agreeing with it. And I just, I have no, it's like, and because also because that's something that never gets rectified because um, Leanne eventually will have to apologize, will have to own what she said. Right. But then the fact that Carrie egged her on and agreed with it and then walked in the other room and was like, I can't believe this never gets touched. Right. Right. And it's just, it's like, oh, it's not nice. But okay. So you wanted to move on to who? Um, to Cameron. Yes. Okay. Uh, the reason why Cameron is a standout for me on this show is I think she is a classic, like, archetype for a housewife on a show like this. You know, okay. she wears weird clothes. She's pretty in a traditional sense, um, but still a very odd, like an odd beauty, an odd bird, if you will. Okay. And um, she is lacking in self-awareness and i love it because sometimes a person <laughs> like that who's just so self-unaware <laughs> you just can't help but to watch it you, you can't help but to watch them yeah. and they can't help but to point out things in you because they don't have the awareness of knowing that you might flip it on me you know what i'm saying so yes. it's like you know she'll <laughs> say all these things which are to me entertaining and hilarious but i know it drives the other women crazy because they know they can't change her mind and cameron knows her mind is not here to be changed because if you're on this show you have to walk firm in your word and she does that very well and she makes me laugh i'm with that uh best scene of this whole season was stephanie trying the pickled herring It, well, what were your thoughts on the naked dive into the sea? Oh, Mark, um, that, uh, that was a lot. It was a lot. I don't. It was. It was that a was lot. Um, a lot. Yeah. In, yeah. In it story. was. In a, it was a lot. It just felt like it, it felt like Margaret's naked bed scene, like four. Yes. I don't know. But, and though we were body positive, that is not the context. For, nothing felt, on this show requires me to see that. Nothing. But it, it it felt performative. Like it felt like, oh, we're we're gonna like do this so that you guys can giggle at it. I don't know. It just it felt weird. I don't know. I, it didn't feel natural. But also, Leanne is so trifling for recording that. And also, Cameron's right too. I love with this is probably the first time I've ever seen this happen. Somebody brings up the fact that there are cameras around at all times. And Cameron, I love it because I feel like there have been multiple moments on all of these shows where people have like behaved as if there was some secret, but it's well, on camera the whole time. So it's not a secret. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so you I would to- like to do a quick digression on that moment and remind you that this is another reason why, again, Atlanta is, is text. 
they frequently um, address the the camera element. Oh, and I don't, I don't it, remember. Well, oh, h- hello. Remember the dinner in San Francisco? Where, no um, well, okay. So as a viewer, I think you're watching it because you, you know and understand what's going on. But think about this not as a person who is so caught up on this show. Um, she's like, Portia says, you said that I should be fired. That I should be fired for what happened. And then Candy says, Candy, Nini says, you deserve some discipline for what you did to Candy. And when they asked me who should go, I said, they cut to freak and fraud. It's very clear they're talking about her being fired from the housewives. Oh, you're right. And so you're right. the wall comes down like, is this your lives or is this work? And they make very clear that this is work. And I have a few friends who are part of my life who are on the show. And Sweet. I love that. So, okay. I, I'll get that. I think it was more like, even like just like specific for me, like there are cameras. If also, that makes too, sense. I think uh, Denmark is one of those like closed circuit TV states too. So it speaks on many levels. Okay. Okay. But just being like, um, like, yes, the fact that she was upset about what was being recorded by probably 20 cameras also being recorded by a cell phone was a weird kind of space, you know, to be in. But then there was some truth to it. One, Leanne, get out of here. There's no way you were recording her naked. You pulled your camera out right when she got naked and you don't even like her. And we know you don't like her. So you weren't doing it so that you could share some special memory with her. Get out of Dodge. That's number one. Number two, just like what happened with the ping pong ball or whatever, there is like this moment where even though everyone is going to eventually see it, where they use kind of what happens before it comes out on TV to kind of zhuzh up like angst. Right. Like, and just, so it is very possible. And we were never going to see Brandy's breasts. Never, because it's Bravo. We were never going right. to see Brandy's breasts. Right. We don't know who was going to actually get a picture of Brandy's breasts. When they're oh. on Leanne's phone. Does that make sense? Right, right. So yes, of course. I get that. And I'm not buying that Leanne was all of a sudden like you have been dogging her out. And I'm not I'm not saying that she didn't deserve it. I'm not even going there. I'm just saying you don't like her. And it is very clear that you don't like her. So I don't buy that you were doing this for just to be sweet to her. Like get out of here. Well, I do want to say she set you up for this with the um uh, lunch with Stephanie and uh, Deandra by talking about how I still have my bouquet from her wedding and the boutonniere and the program to like you know she's into moments and keeping things and all that kind of stuff I am not saying at all that was deliberate but it's funny to think about that in that context but she was talking about Deandra's wedding right? yeah she, right. Kept, she yeah. likes Deandra Mental. yes at least she likes to fake liking Deandra she like outwardly hates brandy they're like that there some context is necessary i think we're talking about but think about this in the the space of the whole trip being a memory not just brandy's boob like about sentimentality just i didn't see her pull out her camera at any other point but we 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 don't know if she did because you know what i'm saying Uh, you know no Mm -mm. i'm I'm not supporting her because of course i have no (laughs) no i I know 
No, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I ever. have one person I fight for on this show. Her name is Cameron Westcott. That's it. Okay. I just, I uh, didn't like it. And I didn't like that she didn't cop to it. That she tried to like make Brandy seem like a, just a, a wild woman. I didn't like that. Cause I felt like in this instance, just that this one instance specifically, Brandy was right. And Leanne was wrong. And I don't like that. Even like Cameron had to jump in and be like, no, it, that, it, she wasn't thinking about like how it would look where you guys stand everybody was like in at least soft agreement that Liam was wrong for that and Liam was like what what I, I deleted it once you delete it it's gone oh so we don't know how to use iPhones got it right right <laughs> got it I guess I don't know are you do should we move so, on we're going to the west coast all right let's go west um and I'm not gonna spend much time on Orange County just know this it's I'm not almost mad at that. God yeah. Um, but there were a few things I thought were very interesting on this show that kind of came up. Okay. Um, I'm really kind of over the old versus young dynamic on this show. Oh, me and too. Kelly in the middle. Um, so there was a thing recently where Gina was talking about now that she has her casita, um, where she goes while her husband, a strange husband, spends time in their family home with the kids over the weekend. That. Now it's real to her that she has to be more responsible, like pay her own bills and X, Y, and Z. And I thought to myself, you were calling out Shannon Bador about struggling with that same thing um, just a few episodes ago. And I thought to myself, this is really interesting how people forget what they say and do on camera and then want sympathy for those same things. You know, divorce is hard. We all know that. That's that's not a secret. Um, Shannon also has three kids, and, and so do you. My question is this. You parallel that person to, like, other women in other shows uh-huh. who've also been through monster divorces, had to raise their kids or whatever, and it made me wonder, is it a storyline on this show only because Gina does not have much else going on or if it's because it's that big of an issue. And I'm not quite clear how to feel about that yet. Um, Keep to mind. Want to talk about it? Again, the show itself, not that important. Emily Simpson is a big Trump supporter. And she came out as such on social media. So all the Instagram accounts are, are sharing it and people are very upset. So I didn't know that what I want to raise in place of summarizing Orange County where nothing happens, but Kelly Dodd um, is how do you feel about housewives who are political? It's not new, but political housewives who are conservative and the heat they catch. I think, um, okay. Um, let's see. Where do I go with this? We kind of got a little bit of a taste of that when basically nobody but Carol on New York would admit who they voted for. Um, And I think that it often matches what you already assume about these women. This, see, here's the thing. We're in a different space in politics and in our world right now, where it used to be, you know, two sides fighting over taxes, fighting over, you know, you know, things like that. Right. Generally, of course, listen, there were a lot of programs and policies that disproportionately affected 
people of color in this country. And we don't talk about that enough, but we weren't openly at a place where we are now. And so I am not surprised that um, it is harmful to your brand when you yes. when racism and xenophobia and homophobia doesn't bother you. I, you know, this and is- you can't have it both ways. You know, we talked about this, and and, and we're, we're newsies, so like, there's we listen, we know what's going on. We know, you know, much more about this than you know one would assume. Just about you know politics in general, and so right. I'm not surprised that people don't aren't fans of that. Uh, my thing is, of course, your beliefs politically are yours, and I that's not my yeah. job to condemn them or or change them. But I find that interesting for her, um, being a new person on the show, to uh-huh. uh, put that out there. But if you're being real, I support it. Do do what you have to do. But I think she, I'm sure, has made the calculation that this could impact her reception on the show, her brand going forward, and that as a newer cast member, that is a nebulous place. It's not that surprising. It's Orange County. It's a red county. We know that. Um, But I'm like, wow, Emily, brave, brave in these times. Um, Almost, but though, is it bravery or is it? I almost think when people come out, that was sarcasm, um, by the way. <laughs> oh right, I just, I was you know that though. I am terrible at that. Um, at like picking up on sarcasm, <laughs> but it's because I literally I hang around a bunch of really smart people. I have really smart friends. I talk about this at work often. Yes, that I miss jokes because I trust you guys too much. <laughs> <laughs> So even if I disagree, I do take it in. Right. Or, do you know what I mean? And then it's like, wait, it was a joke the whole time. My bad. Um, <laughs> disregard. I, right. Disregard. Sorry. Everything I said. Sorry about that. Just kidding. Um, no, but I think that it's uh, it's it's you're trying to make a statement at this point when you um, they are your beliefs and you are uh, you have a right to your beliefs. I think that there's a performance like you are you specifically want people to know that you feel this way about right. all it is right. you know what i mean and it I, also I kind of goes to that whole like kanye thing i'm a free thinker because mm-hmm. i support this does not mean this per se and you know the thing is in this environment once you put out um things that are triggering for some people um that's where they submit their views of you. And once it's out there, it's out there and you have to just keep moving. Um, but, you know, that's why people don't put out things like that because they're afraid of where their futures or careers could go as a result. Yeah. But also we're in a space where we're seeing that it's not really, you know, affecting yet as much as it used to. So, yeah, who knows? There's this freedom to just say what you want right yes you know i don't yeah what are we doing here all right so oh can i just say shannon is messy boots okay <laughs> continue messy speaking of two friends who don't really like each other um shannon and tamra well they stopped I talking actually do think she, i think shannon likes tamra i think shannon is just unkind i don't think tamra likes shannon and I think she's given it a try, but I just don't see it. I just don't think she wants the alternative. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. I, and not even that, like, she doesn't want to be in a beef with Shannon, but I don't think she wants the other friend group left. Well, I do want to say, I... Tamara also was able to have a friendship with Heather Dubrow, which I also don't understand. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think with Shannon, what you have is the dark side of a Cameron character. Whereas I think when Shannon came on the show, she was a lot like Cameron, um, but with a darker secret. And I think that kind of, you know, knocked her down a few pegs in her relationship with Tamara and other people. But the thing about them both is they both have work to do, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And I think yeah, that sure. work is what's keeping them at odds. But I will say their friendship, the way it was presented to me, never made sense. Ever. It always looks like I'm Miss Vicky and I'm I need yeah. to and um it all and then on the other side, I just want to be mean, girl. Um so I you know, I don't know, but Tamara has been talking noise about Shannon this entire season. Yeah. Entire season, Shannon has also been being pretty darn awful this entire season. And Tamara, I think, is some blame for that because she says all this stuff behind her back and then doesn't say any of it to her like in person. Right. And so then when other, so then she, there's no self check because well, my best friend said I'm perfect. And then when people are saying like, they're almost kind of like giving her a bit of not even a warning. I think using Tamara as an excuse to divulge all of their feelings about Shannon. Right. And then Shannon just doesn't want to hear it. And she doesn't want to hear it that she's in the wrong at any time whatsoever, ever. And I mean, she literally looked Vicky in the face and said, I've always been there for you. Like, girl, what? Right, right. Um, but she just gets more into, no, Tamara's my friend. She wouldn't, I don't, and it just, it's like, it becomes this like, we almost got there with that blow up where she took our mics off, showed her spanks. There was right. a lot going on. But then it kind of reeled back around that for some reason, Tamara's mad at Gina. And I don't even understand that. Yeah, like, I, I'm going to save the rest Gina was, of my sort of perspective on this for the finale, which is uh, this coming week. Is it? Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm so excited. It's over. Um, and then, of course, the reunion. Except um, I miss Kelly when she's gone. I just honestly, I love Kelly Dodd. I would be okay if I didn't see Emily or Gina again next season. Um, but I also would be okay if I also didn't see Tamara or Shannon next season too. I was gonna say I would be okay if I didn't see Shannon this this next season. Oh, speaking of seeing Shannon though, they did a talk show um, on the talk recently. The talk they did the talk and Shannon looks good. She did dies. you see? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, body positive hey. and loved her before, but yeah, she looks good. Yeah. So anyway, I guess, you know, that's that's really it. We're just it's like a weird space and like Tamara could just be honest and it would be over. Um I you know what? We could do a whole other episode about the talk experience too, but I don't want to get off track because we're Okay. In time. Because you've got some 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 tea for us still on the West Coast, right? Uh, yo, do I? Okay. So the streets have been saying it started with Radar Online that Vanderpump was out of the right, Girl so Housewives. We, we had Jack okay. talking about this too. 
We had other people chatting about this being the case. Billy from Vanderpump Rules also was intimating perhaps this was going to be Vanderpump's last season. Well, as this story gained traction, Vanderpump herself posts a typically cryptic social media message that says, don't believe it till you hear it from me. Which, guess what, girl? Don't mean nothing. <laughs> At all. Um, but okay. And the thing is, um, when you go back and you watch the old Beverly Hills episodes, it just seems so much more opulent um, than it does now. And Lisa was a really big part of that, right? Yes. In the years since, they've kind of like humbled themselves into regular schmegular drama that's just a bit more expensive. So I kind of don't think you need Lisa anymore in this environment because Kyle's gotten so much richer over the course of the show (laughs) herself. Um, You know, you have Erica, who is fine. So she's no longer like the beacon of wealth. And without that and without her willingness to play ball with the rest of the girls, rather castmates, I'm not one of them. Um, who is Paul dating these days? Because I would watch, who is Paul dating? Like, remember Paul? Was his last name Nasser? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, actually. Who is he dating? Because can she come on the show? Oh, you know who I want on the show was Muhammad's um, fiance Shira, who oh, is but she's gorgeous. This she is gorgeous. I've met her before. Um, oh, really? She really, she is spicier than you think. Ooh! It was a very entertaining, likable experience. Yeah, I I was yeah all about her on the show. Apparently, yeah, I like her. Vanderpump wanted her on the show too, but it didn't work out. Um, and then mm. she got another show that failed, of course. But she would be perfect on this show. Yeah, um, I like her. I don't need anybody else, though, like, just letting Lisa just not be accountable. Yes. It's boring. It's, it's, yes. Like, it's, it's boring. Because it almost seems like um, they're afraid of, like, punishment or something. Right. Well, and apparently... The, the weird dynamics of the show. And the- it's like, you know, Bethany in... Um, it's like Bethany in New York. It's Lisa in Beverly Hills. It's almost like if you cross them, you disappear. Right. And I wonder right. if that affects how people behave. Because and that's boring. Well, I think. Well, the the other angle was the longtime producers and crew for Beverly Hills have gone to the Hills reboot on MTV. Uh-huh. So they no longer have that coddling need for Lisa. And this new team is like, no, all you all are, are troopers here. You all have to do the work. And she was kind of like saying, Oh, well, my brother died and I I have other things and I, I can't be bothered to do all these things. Why me? And as a result has taken herself out of the equation, allegedly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Lisa, um, I have for a long time, but I also love her enough to let her go because true love always comes back. I'm with that. (laughs) I think that's a good, uh, I'm with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of like Lisa snippets that we've gotten on this off season. 
I mean, we saw yes. the picture and it was like, where's Vanderpump? It's at a, uh, be- because also, Richard is joining the show that we know and she had a wedding on the show and it, there was a picture. There was just some weirdness in the comments. Um, Although, you know what? And I'm, huh. I'm happy this year um, and for Atlanta too and other shows, we're not getting so much of the behind the scenes the way we used to, which is great to be surprised when the trailer drops. But I have to say, I was really amped for Denise. But in the space of what's been happening, I don't think it's going to be enough to rock the boat. But I we'll think see. it's going to be like Eva on Atlanta. Yeah, possibly. We're yeah. going to like that she's there just because we're fans. Right. But, right. you know, yeah. And, you know, Teddy Mellencamp, Mellencamp, Mellencamp um, popping up on Flipped Out, deleted on site. What about Lala? I watched loved that. it. Much better. Loved it. How, how much more do you like Russell now? Oh, love him. Oh, oh, I Randall. That's his name. Right, Randall. R.I.P. Russell. Yes. What was his nickname when she wasn't? What was his nickname? What was she calling him? I can't. Was she, was she calling him Papa or something like that? Like she was calling him my man. She was calling him something. It was my my man, right? Was it my man? Yeah. But, I like him. Yeah, I, you know, I Me like I, I like Lala. I like him a lot. Um, they're cute. I, I think they're cute. Vanderpump Rules is on its way, and that my body has never been more ready. I have also said too quickly that I think that Lala should be a housewife. Um, and you know what? I would would mind seeing Lala on Atlanta or like. All right, here you I'm going to so tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Much. Or New York because she's. She can hang. She can hang. I think if you get Lala on Atlanta, it's going to be tr- triggering. It's going to be too much. It's gonna be, you know how Bethany does that voice sometimes where she'd be like, girl, like, you know, I, it'll be too much of that. I, oh, but you know what, though? We, we have to also, <laughs> and, and again, for our, our Social Matters podcast, um, <laughs> we, we have to, I think, separate um, Black sense from uh, black culture and what all these different things mean. Uh, I'm not supporting that at all. Okay. I'm more for the education of the speaker than <laughs> the, the okay. people. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that Lala could actually um, grow in that space because I think she's a little too cool for Beverly Hills. Certainly Orange County, not Dallas. You know, so I don't know. I I think she is just too young for uh, the housewife shows, and and it's not about age. I think that her style and her vibe, like she does the things. She has more money now, more access to more things, but she still does the things that the Vanderpump kids do. Where else, like Megan, lived like a fifty year old. Megan King Edmonds. Yeah. So it's not about age, it's just about like their vibes and like what they do. And so I just don't see it. I mean, like Bevy Smith says, it does indeed get greater later because everyone knows my all time favorite housewife right now is in Beverly Hills and she's not a young girl. Who is your favorite housewife right now? Lisa Renna. Of all time? Like you're of overall right now? Right now, yeah. And it's how do people beat Nini? Do you just Start like putting me aside for a second. No, we we love her. That's never gonna change, right? But uh, Lisa was selling depends while pushing um, dusters. 
<laughs> while making cocaine accusations, while packing pill smoothies. Like, <laughs> Lisa is pretty gosh darn great. I I have tops. Like, I love Lisa. I love Kelly Dodd. Oh, I love, love, love Kelly Marlo. You know I love Nini. I love Stephanie. I really like Randy. Sorry, 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 That's sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm liking Portia more this season, to be honest. Oh, me too. Me too. Her scenes with her man are so likable, and her scene with Marlo was the best scene of the episode. Yeah, them eating um, yeah, breakfast su- on the bed. Super likable. I actually yeah. have never not liked Portia. Um, I didn't think. I thought that. I think just like personally. I it was I was so hurt for Candy by what happened. Yes. That and I didn't feel like I think because and and I I think I understand why Portia didn't take just full aggressive responsibility because she was kind of harmed in that as well. She and right. I think that that kind of got lost. There was a because really, she almost really lost her job. <laughs> she almost lost her job, but also there was a really good friend in that that she trusted enough to blindly you know just trust. But but grub. Were they really friends? Were they really friends? I think so. Do you think Phaedra thought that? Uh, Obviously not. We no, of course not. But I think Portia thought that. I think I I don't think Portia's as like manipulative as like a lot of these other like castings on other shows. No, no, no. She's just young and nice. Well, I don't think she's young. Um, but I think she's very she's like our age, right? Yeah. uh, I mean I mean, she's she has experience. I'm been young. married. Don't play. You know what I mean? She's been married, so I feel like she okay, knows yeah. how the world works. But I do think she. I mean, and I'm guilty of this too, where you are loyal to a fault. Yes. Um, and I think that's part of what's happening with her. I'm with that. I'm with that. But yeah, other than that, oh, the physical violence. I don't I didn't really like that. I never liked that. But in general with Portia, I've always kind of liked Portia. By Ashy is hilarious. Um, <laughs> she was funny. I think, you know, and I don't know. I like Portia. So it's easy to And she likes Hennessy. You like Hennessy. You know? <laughs> you know? I yeah, I like the way she dresses. It's hilarious. Like the way that she's always like dancing, shaking her butt. Like it's funny. She's I don't know, she's fun to watch. I agree. Yeah, I agree. She's cute. Her niece is adorable. I'm really excited. There's this like it's almost like I call it like the sister sister effect. I'm surprised that that reality show wasn't more successful because it was so good. It was like, so good. It was so good. No drama. And, and what was their? We're talking about T and Tamara, obviously. But what was? Yeah, the they had some beef. Yeah, but there was no. It wasn't like aggressive. Like they had right. like it was normal human, like just living life. I and can was it generally recall. was it just called Tara to me to me was it just called like Tia and Tamara though maybe but it was just like generally like a really sweet loving show which is why yes. I don't and which is fun to watch sometimes so I don't get why people um get so mad about the first couple episodes being slow or they're just too happy I laugh with them when they laugh they are funny when they like each other well they, you know it's what fun to watch you're smiling watching them like what hmm? I think that. Black viewers are loyal, obviously. Yeah. Uh, with great buying power and intelligent and all that Hello. stuff. Hello. But they are so fickle. They <gasps> are so fickle. And I feel like I get it. It's it's hard to get everything you want in one package. 
it's like, you know, season nine was too dark. This one's boring. You know, like season seven. Right, and you're never going to be happy. And it's like, well. But we're still people, watching. Yeah. And you're still watching. And people have a right to evolve and change. Like that's part of entertainment. Like, can you please just take it all in before you hot takes? How can you say a whole season is dry in two episodes? And I'm sorry. Um, I feel empowered to say this. Um, It's my opinion. I am not here for these, like, Sunday social media drops about the baby. Kenya. Kenya. It's hilarious though. And it's, Mimi calls it out every time it is hilarious. It just seems it reads to me as thirsty and desperate. Um and with the whole tax lien news on your home that's also <gasps> in the press. That. Yeah, a hundred fifty thousand dollars maybe. Her home Damn. a few years ago, don't forget, was up for auction or a- about to approach being up for auction. And it's like I know this show helps you a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you really want it, just get healthy and get well and love on that baby. It's just a, it's just a little, <laughs> it's just like a little petty. Then you're not too yeah. into it. Yeah, I'm with that. I um, but but before we wrap this up, back to her and Portia. I think that there was like vulnerability in both of their like relationship struggles and their desire to have babies. And I think that there is that, and and in a lot of it was kind of like pounced on. And like, I think just as like a young woman in general, there is a vulnerability in expressing that in your everyday life let alone um like those desires let alone on national television as fake as these shows can get just saying that out loud I think there was like some strength in that and I think my heart went out to them and so both of them being pregnant having babies having you know serious significant others I'm happy for them I I don't know I feel like what she well I'm, I'm not in charge of her but what I would like to see happen for her return would be for her to spend this downtime connecting with Portia, continuing to do so, you know, and um, over the baby thing, perhaps being closer to Eva off camera so that maybe season 12, you know, we have, you know, more married people on the show <laughs> um, with families who have a history and a real bond. That would make... Or a better comeback for you, secure your bag and make a better show. But most importantly, what she has to do is convince her husband to be on the show. It, well, she says he has. But wasn't the main issue that she didn't show up to a bunch of stuff because at he didn't first, want to be- and then he showed up at the end, and then she made it seem like that was never the issue. He had to get comfortable first. It was a whirlwind marriage, yada yada yada. But you know. As Nini was saying, you can't be on this show hiding stuff. Exactly. And so that's what I think that's in. where the work has to happen. And I think that sometimes on lots of these shows, you get big and you start calling shots and that starts to be okay. But then you can't stop showing up no matter how big you were. Nini right. took breaks. Yeah. You know, and she was ready to go. But that was right. a smarter move to be willing to leave than to try and get paid and just never be there. And right. when she came back, she came back. And there was also like a humbleness. And I mean, she got paid a lot of money, right? When yes. she came back, she got paid a lot of money. But she also showed up in every scene. She was at every trip, on every trip, at every event. Her family was yes. all involved. Like, so, like, if she can do it, you know, you can too. 
and I feel like for Kenya, nothing would look better for her than to pop back on this show back, fully back, bounce back from her baby, baby cute, you know, dress well, looking healthy, looking good, house paid for with Mark and a dog. Like I agree. You know what I mean? I mean like That's... Kenya wasn't a bad housemate. She just wasn't there no. this past season. And so I can't blame them. So that's how you win. Yeah. All right. Anyway. This is going to be the longest episode in the history of our five episodes. We won't do it again. We promise. If, I mean, should we promise? They're, they, they're, they break. <laughs> People understand. But when you have this much good content, you, you have to, you have to give. It's Thanksgiving. Just say thank you. Hello. Okay. Be grateful. Take Come us on. out. <laughs> and with that, this is episode five. Yeah. Of Cat Fights and Collard Greens. I am JC with Brooke. That's me. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will come back and we will cut up episode three of Atlanta and everything else. Have a good day.